No. What's your least favorite scary movie? Gotta make room for May. <laughs> Welcome to What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie, the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, and the absurd in all our favorite and least favorite scary movies. Because we believe every horror movie rightfully has its fan base. Even if we don't always get it. My name is Travis. My name is Jesse. And today we are coming back at everybody with another bonus episode. We have another edition of our to be or not to be. Yes, we are here live, uncut, and mostly undrawn. We're recording this right before releasing it. So. Yep. <laughs> and we're talking 1983's Microwave Massacre. 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 Uh, quick announcements real quick. Uh, we're coming up very closely on our 100th episode. We've got a few exciting things that we are ready for to start implementing around then. So if you have any ideas about the Patreon, about merch, about the clip show, just let us know what you want. Uh, also, next weekend, we will be recording with our buddy uh, Steve from... Steve. <laughs> I was stuck with you two. Yeah. That was a thing from when we were talking about Pumpkinhead with yeah. him. And yeah, which if you there. haven't listened to that on, on uh, his show yet, then <laughs> you should because they, the, they couldn't say the name Steve on there. Steve. Um, anyway, we <laughs> will be recording with him next week. I guess they're... I don't, I don't want to speak too much out of turn. Um, they'll probably explain it better for themselves when we're there, but they want us to watch a movie with them that... Uh, one or both of us hasn't ever seen before, so we are going to be talking about Jaws with them. Mm, yeah. So, guess which one of us hasn't seen that? Yeah. Let's not reveal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Well, any other announcements? Uh, we also saw The Corpse Ride for the first time in our lives last night, and that hit me in a way I wasn't prepared for. Uh, still processing things today. Really? I am. I mean, it was a, it's a fun movie, but you know, it's not one that. It's not what I was prepared for. Uh, like I can watch like Nightmare Before Christmas and like, whatever next day life goes on, but I'm still like, huh, that was weird how she just turned into fucking butterflies at the end. Spoiler and... alert! Sorry, dude, sorry. I didn't even know about that until last night, and you're telling everybody about it. I'm, I'm just assuming we're behind on this. We are. I looked up the release date of that. 2005. That movie's yep. getting close to being 20 years old, almost classic status. Whatever happened to... What's his name? The dog. Johnny Depp. No, Johnny Depp is Victor. What is uh, the dog's name? Spat... Not Spot. I don't remember... Mm. it's no, another discussion for another okay. time okay because jesse we're talking microwave massacre today okay another classic one that surely will stick with you tomorrow also because we just watched this today yeah i'm never gonna go back to a time in my life where i haven't watched this movie um i'm permanently changed are you ever going to use microwaves again not, not if i ever get a pacemaker mm, that's a good good one <laughs> All right, so, uh, I mean, no polls because this is bonus episode to be or not to be. Yeah. So that'll be on our Mayhem episode, which will be out on Thursday. Thursday. But in the meantime, let's talk this crazy little movie. It's it's wild. It's super, it's wild. super strange. I, I 
So I picked this one because, you know, just browsing what I was on Tubi, and I had heard of this before, and I just, it had always had me curious because, I mean, the name. Yeah. I read the premise. You know, it mm-hmm. sounds like a good time. The premise is a cranky construction worker after bludgeoning his wife to death with a pepper grinder and sticking her in the microwave, discovers he has unusual appetites or something like that. Yeah. I'm pretty close to the actual description to be head up. No, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird movie. So I was like, fuck it. This is a good time. Like, let's both explore something we haven't seen before. And, and it's a very tight 75 minutes. Yeah, it's, it's a very short movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This movie came out originally at like its debut Halloween night 1979 okay okay but it didn't actually get a wide release until August 31st 1983 oh my god we're almost on its exact anniversary I know I was thinking about that right it's almost perfect beautiful this is the closest we can get a to be or not to be with this movie or really any release date obviously we watched this on Tubi Yes. Whole point of the show. Yeah. I'm sure there may or may not be other watch options, but that's not the point of this bonus episode. Yeah. We, we're talking about Tubi. Tubi loves us and we love Tubi. Um, and I forgot that we didn't like do super deep dives on this stuff since it's a bonus episode, but I just want to point out mm-hmm. this movie was shot August and September of 1979. So this movie came out like a month after they finished filming. Holy shit. Right. It makes sense when you see it. Yeah. Because it's not a super well put together film. Just it's just not. It's it's a it's a good fun time though. All right. So it was written by Craig Muckler, who did the story, and Thomas Singer did the screenplay. Okay. Directed by Wayne Berwick. Okay. Music by Leif Horvath. And nice. makeup effects by Christy Newquist. Okay. This film stars Jackie Vernon as Donald. I have a fun little fact about him. Guess what he is known for? Most known for? I had the name sounds familiar, but I don't know. Well, he was the voice of Jack Frost. <gasps> right? The snowman. Wait, wait. The Jack Frost that um, we like or the Jack Frost no. that other people no, no, like? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Not Jack Frost. Frosty the snowman. Oh. The 1969 cartoon where he like Look, spinoffs where he does shit with Rudolph and he... that's still also a really intense revelation, but kind of a letdown after I, I thought it was Jack Frost. Well, you should know who. Well, never mind. I don't remember. I don't. I should know. I feel like we I should feel know like we name. do know. I feel like it's deep down inside of us who is Jack Frost. Um, something coogie. No. See, I like we're just on this child's play binge, so watching a killer transformed into um, another inanimate object, well, yeah, insold object, whatever. Uh, Same thing. Yeah, so my brain can only only hold space for one of those actors' so names Brad at Dorf. a time. So Brad Dorif, yeah, no. he's headlining in my mind at this moment. As he should be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he did that. This is his last film role. Wow, uh, what a banger to go out on. Yeah, I mean, he did some TV, but he died like way, later in the 80s. Similar-ish which, fate. Which 80? 
Um, not the 80. <laughs> um, like 87. So he was almost at the 80. Claire Ginsburg plays May, his wife. And I am assuming that these are the two guys that works with them. We don't really get names One for them. One of them is Phil. Okay, I've got him. So the, he's played by... The sleazy by, one. They're both sleazy, They're both sleazy, but the sleazier one. I don't know. Like, okay, which one is the one that um, is, like, hitting on the girl? Phil. Are you sure? Pretty sure. I don't... I think it's the other guy. Roosevelt? You got his name, too? I, I didn't hear any of their names. So, yeah, I Roosevelt... I heard Phil at one point, um, and I pulled up the IMDb because I was too curious about They don't have pictures next to their I know. names. So it, yeah. But I have to assume it's them because it looked like it was listed in order of appearance. Okay. Well, it's uh, Lauren Shine, who plays Roosevelt, and Al Trop that plays Philip. We could probably Google these people and see their pictures and figure out pretty easily. We could, but it's too late. Yeah. Too late Fuck for it. this We're episode. Doing it we live. can do it. We can do it for our own episode. If I mean our own uh, thing, like after we're done with this, if we wanted to. But for the show, no. I, I like it being a mystery, actually. Okay. Um, budget seventy-five thousand. Honestly, more than I was expecting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this movie had a quick turnaround, so you know, like seventy-five thousand dollars, three months work. Yeah, sure. You know, I, I see it. Yeah. So we're not playing the game where we compare it with other movies. So um, pretty much, uh, are we doing taglines, though? If you have a tagline. I've got I'm, several. I'm always about a tagline. All right. Well, the main Especially tagline. Especially for this movie. I want to hear what they came up for this. Some of them are pretty good. Okay. The, the main one that they use, they come for dinner to find they were it. Mm. It's okay. It's okay. It's good. That's a good thing to put on, like, the VHS, like the box, you know? Next one. A creepy comedy about cadavers and cannibalism. That feels more like a blurb from a review. That does. Rather than an actual tagline. It's listed as a tagline. I don't know. Don't miss a bite of this tasty horror film. Again, feels like more of a blurb of a review. Okay. Who filled out this section on IMDb? I don't know. Well, this some dumb of these taglines. Some of the there was another one that I didn't put on because it was people promoting it. Like <laughs> it's basically just said the worst horror film you'll ever see or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but these are okay, and these aren't blurbs. <laughs> Tastefully done. <laughs> Next one, done to a turn. Done to a turn. I don't know. That, that must be some kind of cooking phrase. I don't know. This is my favorite. Well done, but in bad taste. That that's it. That should have been. That should the have main been one. it. That's, yeah, that that's was a, the winner. That's a great one right there. Ding ding ding. Yeah, it's like well done. Dot dot dot. But in bad taste. I would agree that it's an. Well, actually, no, no. I would disagree. It's not well done, but it is in bad taste. So, yeah. All right. Well, now that we're done with that, <laughs> um, is it who is it go to here? Sorry, let me pull up our new sheets that we printed off. Yeah, with our new if you follow us on printer. Twitter, I'm gonna go ahead and plug our socials now. We got Twitter least fave pod, Instagram least favorite scary movie podcast. Uh, you can find us on TikTok. You can find our website, which is leastfavoritescarymovie.com, or you can email us, leastfavoritescarymovie at gmail.com. Um, but if you follow us on Twitter, then you know that we've had this whole escapade with our printer this weekend. 
Um, it is a functioning printer, we know, because we've used it before, just not since we moved into our house, which has been about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. So new network connection, because, of course, it's a fucking obnoxious Wi-Fi printer, and the ink was dried out. It's just been a whole thing. But we redid our show outlines, you know, with our, our little refresher mm -hmm. that we're trying to do here. And we made, like, little worksheets to help us with the flow of our research information well let's go ahead so, and debut the new uh, yeah. format here yeah. the new little structure the that we new have jesse give me the good give me the bad give me the ugly and give me the absurd okay what do you feel about this movie the good um and i mean this is gonna be a very subjective good yeah oh always on yeah. that show i'm just gonna say it maybe it'll be debatable Blue Collar American Psycho. That's what this movie is. Psycho? Blue Collar American Psycho. But you're comparing it to Psycho. I'm comparing it to American Psycho. Oh, American Psycho. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 I can see it. Yeah, okay. Elaborate. Because he's got this... It's... it's violently misogynistic yes it's violently racist it's incredibly sleazy and there's a whole lot of murdering women and sex workers and objectification and then eating them and terrifying them in various ways as he's doing it and we have moments where we don't know what's reality, what's in his imagination, all of that. Okay, so you're so, this is the good for you. I think that it it was definitely ahead of its time. It was before the book was even written. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess so. So I think it, it's, you know, an earlier version of that. And everybody, I mean... <sighs> In some ways, I like this better than American Psycho because there's more of a sense of humor to it. Yeah. It, it, and here's the thing. So, obviously, it's really hard sometimes being a horror fan and seeing, like, super misogynistic or racist or other problematic things. Yeah. Um, and the misogyny, obviously, I have more firsthand experience with um, so I can speak to that a little bit more easily, and I will leave um, the racial discussions to people that are more well-versed in that than I am. Okay. But one thing you have to remember is that depiction is not endorsement, and it really kind of depends on how it's done. And yeah. I think we talked about this a lot with Basket Case a few weeks ago, where these aren't good guys. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, you, when you see this sleazy, terrible, nasty, no good stuff, you're not meant to relate to this character. Yeah, you're meant to be like, oh my god, he's horrible, and it's not that it makes what we're seeing okay, but it just provides a different context where you're like, okay, yeah, these are bad things. And I do also think that you have to remember that that there is a certain subgenre of horror that is indulgent in these terrible things. That's part of what horror is, even at its basest level is looking at the uglier, scarier things in the world. Okay. So I like that this looks at it. It doesn't take itself 
seriously in a way where it's like, okay, well, we need to find a way to make this guy sympathetic. Blah, blah, blah. It's all just over the top. He did that intentionally, by the way. Good. Because I did do some deep dive stuff on this just to have some information. Yeah. And they gave him the script. And he said that um, that was the only way to go about this. Because, I mean, if otherwise, you know, it's... I mean, the, he said the script was basically 90 pages of one-liners. Like, it was almost written to be like that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not meant to be taken like, oh, this is how we feel. Yeah. This is like, oh, this is just, uh, this is the theme, and we're just going to, like, make it, it super zonky over the top. Yeah. It's a satire. And I think that, I think that it's very, uh, it's not, what's it called, like, Poe's Law, where satire is so good that people don't realize mm-hmm. it's satire. It's yeah. the opposite of that. It smacks you in the face. This is SNL deep cut near the end of the show where people have tuned out. It's a skit that yeah. people aren't going <laughs> to love. You know what I mean? That That's should be a blurb is. right there. <laughs> That's accurate. Like, I can totally see that. Okay, well, what's the bad then? Um, the acting. <laughs> yeah. I, like, and again, at... It's a bunch of like no names really in this movie, except for Frosty the Snowman. Except for Frosty the Snowman, but even he feels a little bit stilted in it, and I, it's to the point where it's happening with so many of them. That I have to wonder if it was like intentional in the directing. See, I have a theory. This is a very similar situation to the guy in uh, Sleepaway Camp Three, that the old man that's the pervert. His acting is like. All of his line deliveries are like, he just doesn't give a shit. He is there for the paycheck and that's it. Because... I like his acting better than I like Jackie Vernon's here, though. Well, yeah, but that guy was a guy that won awards for his acting. The guy in Sleepaway Camp 3. This guy right here, I mean, he's known for being like an iconic character also. And then, to me, it seems like he's phoning in a lot of the stuff here. But it could also be like a combination of that and playing it up to be entertaining because some of it is entertaining. But yeah, that's just my theory. Okay. Um, The ugly, honestly, two sides of the same coin. The ugly is the same as the good. It's a very ugly movie. We've got violent murder and cannibalism. It's roof stiff. That's good stuff um, for a horror movie, though. It's good stuff for a horror movie, but it does not necessarily make for, like, pleasant, lighthearted viewing. Okay. Um, again, like American Psycho, which I have mixed feelings about as well. Because, it like, I remember telling one of our friends because she was like, oh, well, I've never read the book. And I was like, it's a good book. I absolutely refuse to ever read it again. Never, ever, ever. There's, I mean, yeah, like that's me with Requiem for a Dream. Although I will watch it again. It's just I need yeah. a break. Yeah, you like, need to do like five year break in between. Honestly, watching. that's that's true. Like I can't watch that movie. True story. When Travis and I first started dating, he told me his favorite movie was Requiem for a Dream. We're at half price books. No, not half price books. That's what we have in Lexington. Now. We were at Hastings. Sorry, my heart is just trying to protect me from the knowledge <laughs> the that Hastings is no more. Um. We were at Hastings, found a good deal on it, bought it, watched it, and that's when Travis tells me that was his second time ever watching it. That's a powerful fucking movie. If it's your favorite, it's you've only seen it once. It's been bumped to Halloween yeah. has overtaken it. Yeah. Halloween was always my true love. It's just that was such an impactful movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've given up a, a long time ago on the concept of like a favorite movie, a favorite show, or a favorite band. There's just too many that I love for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, Absurd. So. <laughs> all of it. Fucking all of it. <laughs> um, it's a wild movie. Um, I will pick a few key moments. Um, Swinging Arm Boob Lady. Oh, yes. Um, his giant crab sandwich. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and then, um, oh, God, what was it? Uh, his, his orgasm. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> terrible. I, if I was a sex worker, I would charge extra after he did that because I'd be like, no, I hazard pay for what I just had to witness. Oh, shit fell down. Yep. Sorry, this is unedited, so you're going to hear that. We had a precarious stack on the dresser behind Travis, and it fell down. All right. Well, my turn. Your turn. Wait, do you not want my rating? Oh, yeah. What's your your rating? Six out of ten. You're giving this a six. I'm giving it a six. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) I I know nothing I said would probably have led you to believe I would go with a six. Yeah, okay. Well. I didn't hate it. I didn't either. (laughs) All right. So, good for me. This, obviously, we talk about, like, the type of movies that we're into. Like, we like these sleazy, low-budget, so-bad-it's-good movies. This is, like... It's there. Peak right here. This is it right here. It's, like, this is the stuff that you... Like, this right here. Like, you go deep diving, (laughs) and then you find these little gems, and you're like, oh, this shouldn't be watched, but here I am. I'm watching it, and I'm having fun. So, you know. And I'm probably going to hell for having fun while watching it. Yeah. Will I watch it again? Maybe. That's that. We'll answer that at the end. Oh, yeah. That's true. Mm, no spoilers here. Yeah. Except for the corpse bride. Oh, yeah. That's too, 17-year-old too late. Yeah. yeah. All right. Th- the... That movie can almost vote now. That's how old that movie is. Gross. I don't want to think <laughs> about that. All right. The bad. Um, I think that... A lot of this movie, I mean, part of its charm is the low budgetness, but also just as like a movie watching experience, some of the some of the put togetherness of this is not that good. Uh, the performances for sure are definitely like whenever he's throwing his tantrum in his house and throwing shit all over the um, the living room and just I don't know, it's. It feels like that part was improvised, and they're yeah. like, Jackie, you've got to destroy the set. And it's like the Key and Peel scene where he was like, Loco. And he's yeah. Like- <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like that. And, and, and that's the thing that I'm talking about. Like, I feel like this guy didn't necessarily, he could have went super crazy with this, right? But he didn't. He kind of kind of just phoned it in a little bit, and then he went a little bit crazy with some of his delivery. And it could have been so much more. Like he could have really leaned into it and made this like a true cult classic type thing. I think it, that type of status hinged on some of that right there, some of the performance. What I really want to do is look up to see if uh, Joe Bob has ever written a review for this movie. Oh, this is prime drive-in material, right? Yeah, here. yeah. This will yeah, yeah. probably be covered at some point. I would love to see this movie on the last drive-in. Yeah. 5,000%. Yeah, I would like to also. Yeah, just to get like a little bit more perspective into this because whenever I did look this up, like there wasn't a whole lot of information out there. Mm-mm. 
Uh, I, can, I can see that. All right, ugly. Um, uh, some of the, I mean, again, this movie is about cannibalism. You got a lot of, uh, I'm, I'm going to go like purely visuals with this one. A lot of the prosthetics are really bad. Like the head that he keeps in his fridge, like, Pamela Voorhees would never. It looks like my Bilal back here. Like, I can make that. <laughs> and I made that one night before we went, you know, cosplaying at Scarefest. You know, like. The hand he's chomping on is 5,000% a manicure practice hand that they use in, like, esthetician school. Yeah. 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 So, they, I mean, I know that they didn't really have much of a budget, but I don't know. They could have done something. But then again, that's, that's just part of it. And uh, absurd. I mean,. I think the side characters in this, like all of the people that we see, um, it's good. Like his two co-workers, uh, Phil and Roosevelt, I I actually love them a lot because they're just, they bring a lot of fun to this movie, their can, scenes. Yes, you got we, your hands raised. Yes, I don't know if this falls under bad or absurd. Probably bad because I'm very er, very frustrated by it. What was the point of the orgy house next door? We never Dude, get resolution on it. I don't know. And... I I was thinking about that too because I thought like surely that's where the climax yeah, takes surely, place. Yeah, surely like he's gonna go on a cannibalistic rampage and rape, murder, devour everybody wanted, over there. Yeah, fresh meat. Like there was all yeah. kinds of fresh meat over there. They're constantly bringing in fresh meat. That's yeah. that's the porn house because yeah, I, I think that they were just filming a porno next door because they just had all of these scenarios. Happening. She pulls in the meter man by his dick. Juice man. Juice man. <laughs> he's like, I got the juice for you. And then he doesn't even know. He's no, like, oh my God. That's the meter man. He's like, I'm coming to check on your juice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's even credited as like juicer. <laughs> like, I don't know. So, yeah, it's absurd. But I think that this movie is absurd in the best way. It's just the point of it, I think. I mean, if you sit down, put on a movie called Microwave Massacre, and you're expecting some kind of cinematic masterpiece then you've already lost yeah you already need to reevaluate some decisions you're making exactly so that's where i stand i'm gonna give this i've got a lot of wiggle room i'm gonna keep it even i'm gonna go five right now okay so it's it's up to me to sway you to my position okay because i'm more on the side of enjoying than not enjoying i mean i enjoyed it but it's uh it's just different. Okay. I don't know. So, well, yeah. we're starting off with the 5.5, which okay. is already higher than what it has on IMDb. Truly, oh, yeah. IMDb had like a 4.2 or something, and I was it's shocked 4. it was 2. that high because it did not seem like it would be a um, crowd pleaser, Mm-mm-mm. so to speak. I don't know. I, I like. I guess that's just like the people coming in to support it that bumped it up a little bit. It probably was way lower before. This had an Arrow video release so oh oh shock of all shocks i know they gave it the no this would to me i would be like oh this is perfect for vinegar syndrome Mm. but i feel like vinegar syndrome and arrow like there are some movies that i could see falling right in between the two of them i feel like if we got inside the orgy house 100 percent vinegar syndrome uh yeah but right here like it feels like it's right yeah they're like this isn't sleazy enough yeah yeah we didn't see the orgies happening we just saw flashes of it through the window (laughs) call us back when there's insertion yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay cool well 
Time to talk about Microwave Massacre. All right, you ready to do this? I'm ready to do this. All right. Well, we begin this movie with a microwave. And it's a slow zoom, and then it just sh- like lights up, and there's a decomposed head in there. I would say it's more mummified than decomposed. This is the best-looking head that yeah. they have in the entire movie. This looks better than the head that they used throughout the whole movie. Yeah. They should have used this, right? I agree. I don't know where this came from, and did they just do this last minute, or did they blow their budget on this one head, and they're like, fuck. Maybe, maybe they were editing the head in post. And they since they only had a month to edit, <laughs> they like only got through that one, and then the rest they're like, "Well, we just got a Judy's mannequin head for the rest of this." Yep. <laughs> okay. Then I wrote boobies and booties and floppy arms. I listen. <sighs> it the credits just take place over this woman's chest. This yeah. is the most blatant, you know, in Slumber Party Massacre where there's like a 45 second scene of just women's TNA in mm-hmm. the locker room. This feels this is way more blatant than that. Uh, Even though yeah. she's clothed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well the Slumber Party Massacre just straight up like it pans up and down. This one right here, yeah, it zooms in like you're seeing just chest right yeah. away and then it goes like the ass right away and then you get just floppy arms immediately yeah. falling. It's, it, this woman's walk is the, the add this to the list of absurd. This oh, I did, absurd. I did. I put I put floppy arm boob lady it's, on my list of absurd. It's so weird. I'm trying to think. There's no way that this is a natural walk. Like she's doing this to accentuate her features, right? I, I, the director had to have been like, we need you to have like a cool girl walk that makes your boobs bounce boobily. That's a lot of direction right there. You got a lot to kind of go on like okay i gotta move my arms around in a way and i gotta get my boobs boobly and my butt buddy butt buddy that sounded weird it did it did either way it's weird it's a weird way to start the movie but in another way it's almost kind of perfect for this movie because everything that follows is just the shit Actually, this whole opening scene is weird. Yeah, okay. So then what happens is she goes over to this construction site. There's a hole in the fence that's the perfect shape for her titties. And she leans over. She looks into it. This guy comes up behind her, and you're like, oh, man, is he assaulting her? But then it also seems like maybe they're just having consensual sex. It's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. And then she sticks her titties in the fence. I don't know if she's even doing this intentionally. Yeah, I'm so confused by the whole thing. Her credit on IMDb is not whole girl. And I'm guessing this is called a knot hole. Yeah, in the fence. It's the good yeah. Hole. The guy goes over, pinches her butt, and she seems startled. But then immediately after, like her tits are out, and then they're through the hole, and then she is having sex. In this movie's universe, um, women enjoy being sexually harassed. They, yeah, I mean, honestly, they do. This was definitely not written by a girl. This yeah. is just a bunch of dudes like, oh, and totally this right here. It's like a sexual fantasy for them. It sounds like um, instead of like trying to write a serious movie and accidentally making it kind of porny, it's like maybe they were trying to write a porno and then accidentally wrote a horror movie. Oh, man. You know what? <laughs> that could be it. Because, I mean, so much about the... Look, even down to the score, they're... 
even with just normal scenes, you just got the brown. Yeah, you get that little yeah, funky baseline. Like, whoa, this isn't even this guy. Like that like, happened like over a shot. The kind of, it's the kind of baseline that smells funky. You know what I mean? Like yeah, jumping ahead just a little bit, but that music plays whenever a guy finds a severed hand in a trash can and then uses it to scratch his crotch and his back, and it's just like brown. Like, it's just really weird. This whole movie is so tonally all over okay. the place. And we're still not done with this opening scene. No. Because the construction workers are on their lunch break, and Phil and Roosevelt see the boobies in the fence, and one of them says, I need to go to the breastroom. Great line. Um, not before, though. But we have our protagonist. in the background, we have Donald pulling out what looks like a tinfoil-wrapped pizza. but it's actually a giant sandwich with a whole crab in it it's just a crab and then he no no there's like bread on it he takes it out of the bread he takes it out of the bread he walks up to the guys like hey you guys want to trade like do you got any mayonnaise for this with the crab in his hand it's insane i there's so much to unpack in this first four minutes alone but the weird thing is this is obviously an ongoing thing because phil and roosevelt are just like oh hey like you got a nice looking dinner right there today donald and he just wants to trade because donald is a man that just wants simple food but yeah. his and who could blame him when his wife is packing him crab like a whole ass crab with buns on it Although he is a grown ass man and he could assemble his own lunch if he wanted to. Yeah. That's well, aside. I'm going to have though. a lot to say about that in a little bit. Yeah. But just for, for this right here, like, it's just strange. Yes. Okay. So then we see this lady. We find out later her name is May. Um, we don't get names in this movie until about halfway through, other than her dog, whose name is Napoleon. Yeah. Um, but she comes in and she's hamming it up. Oh, my God. Yeah. She wants this dog to get her emotions 100%. But honestly, though, this is how I talk to the pets. Yeah, I I mean, come on. This is how everybody talks to the pets. She's super excited about the microwave that they have. I have a feeling that it's new. It's a giant fucking microwave. It's so big. So I don't know if this is... It is so big. Okay. Like, it's like, you know, Hansel and Gretel, how she, like, pushes the kids into the stove. Yeah. Um, like this, it's updated instead of stove. It's a microwave because yeah. you could fit a whole child in there. I looked in the kitchen and she has like a little section that has four separate ovens and they're yeah. all together. All four ovens combined are the size of this one microwave. Yeah. And they're labeled pate, flambe, souffle, and oh, fuck, what was the fourth one? I don't remember. I just saw souffle. Yeah. But just different types of stuff. But apparently yeah. this... I don't I don't know how microwaves looked back in the late 70s. I'm going to assume that they weren't massive like as big as a fridge. I don't I don't know. It's possible. It's possible. It's possible. I'm not going to speak out of my ass. I wasn't there for it. Last I, time I spoke out of my ass on history, my mom, hi Naomi, love <laughs> you. Um <laughs> she still won't let us live down the trash bag thing i'm happy to have somebody point this out to me because i I just want to know if this is accurate i'm glad to learn um but i'm not gonna pretend to know ahead of time anymore (laughs) well the dog is super excited for her the dog is just happy that she's happy because the dog may and the dog have like a good relationship the dog's name is napoleon I already said that. Sorry. I thought that we yeah we got his name that's right he was the only name that we get for like the entire movie um, so we see a bar 
And Sam, the bartender, that has to be a Cheers reference, right? No, Cheers, Cheers wasn't Cheers even out. on yet. This inspired, God damn it. This inspired American Psycho and, and Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> the guy watched this movie, he's like, fuck, I need to make, this is a good bar scene. I need to make a whole show based off of this. See, and this is the thing with watching Ooh. things before your time, like out of order, because you see a bartender named Sam, and you're immediately like, "Oh, Cheers!" And yeah. then, then you realize that Cheers isn't quite that old. And Donald is like probably the guy that inspired the fat, grumpy guy that's always in the bar at Cheers, right? Norm? No, everybody loves Norm. Uh, everybody seems to love Donald too. Somehow, they I, I love don't know. Donald once he starts fucking. Donald how, needed to get laid. That how, the was... fuck, how the fuck does this man get this much sex? I understand why him and his wife hadn't had sex in 15 years. After we saw him orgasm, I was like, oh, yeah, you would have to get money to look yeah, up at that face. Absolutely. There's no way. Yeah. If I sound like I'm being harsh, just go watch the fucking movie and tell me I'm wrong. Okay, no, look at the picture that I posted on our Twitter or Instagram where that we wasn't were, even him orgasming. That was just him talking. That was him. It he was, was doing Trump lips. It, yeah, it, <laughs> <laughs> it could be an orgasm face though. I mean, it's him at the bar though. So um, <laughs> I'm not. I can't say that. I can't. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Moving on. So. Um, it's uh, it's back at the bar. This is like a bar strip club hybrid. And yeah. Well, I think there's... most strip clubs have a bar in it. Um, oh, I'm sure. They also have like buffets. Strip clubs are weird. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're trying to do. Yeah, but like... he's, he hates it when people talk to him. He does not want to have a personal connection with anybody. He's like, do you see that? It's a liquor license, not a psychiatry license, which first of all, if you did... Your liquor licensing properly, then you know you shouldn't be feeding people alcohol until they fall off their stool, yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah, and he, I mean, it's I a bunch of- I don't know if safe serve was a thing back then, though, so. I, I don't know. Probably he not. should still know better. It's it's mostly, just from what I've seen in this movie, drunk assholes come into this place to complain about their wives. This guy is complaining about his wife Okay, well, that is in. Norm, then, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's, like, walking in and- uh, or his wife walked in and he was watching porn and she changed the channel to a talk show and fell asleep immediately. Like, he's upset about it. So, yeah, it's just weird shit. So, when uh, Donald and the boys walk in, Donald sits down and the bartender starts to give him a drink and he's like, better make it a double. Um, Donald was drinking beer. And the bartender, like... I, I don't know if this is in the script or not. The bartender kind of like pauses and then just pulls out a second bottle really? of beer and says, Oh, I didn't it. notice that. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, the guy didn't know what he was doing. He just heard it on TV one day. He's like, Give Better me a double. A double. <laughs> He's like, uh, Okay. <laughs> sure. Two, two beers? <laughs> <laughs> and he pours it. It's one of those ones where it's not out of the bottle. He pours it into a glass. It looked like it was just milk, it was just white liquid. Yeah, which would confirm the milk theory. If milk theory, this guy, this guy doesn't even know what alcohol is. Maybe he's just like, all right, I'm, I'm giving him milk. Yeah, like I just, he wants to double. Well, here's milk. <laughs> yeah, he's like, yeah. as soon as he said make it a double, he's like, ah, this guy's not ready <laughs> yeah. for a real drink. Uh, <laughs> okay, so oh, also Sam has hemorrhoids. Um, See, and he doesn't want people. 
given his like their backstories, but it's like I got hemorrhoids. That's like, why I'm standing yeah, at the he's bar like, all day. I can't even sit down. My hemorrhoids are so bad. I'm like, dude, get some preparation H, man. Yeah. <laughs> These people at this bar, they just yeah. they're so weird. So Donald's whole problem is that his wife wants to experience things. Like he's like she treats it, she treats cultural experiences like a hobby. She wants her to eat different things. It's basically she just likes to cook fancy food and Donald just wants super basic food. And that's what it comes down to. Like she's not I mean, I guess, yeah, she's cooking different cuisines, but they're all microwave meals now that she has the microwave. They're not even, like, prepared or, like, prepped microwave meals. It's, like, weird shit. I don't even know what it is. Like, we get... Like, at one point, she's eating spinach, which I can't imagine wanting to eat microwave spinach. This person was so excited to get a microwave that she microwaved everything. To be fair, we've done that with our air fryer since getting it. Whoa. We are no, we are May. <laughs> hold on. Now I I look up shit and I'm like, is this good for air fry? And you know, if it is, I'll do it. But there are things that I am hesitant to do. I'm not gonna take my prepared, like pre-frozen Indian like butter chicken. I'm gonna put that in the air fryer, you know? Well, that's only because it's got a plastic tray and it would melt. Aside from the fact, I'm just saying <laughs> she's just She's just excited about it, and she She's just wants to microwave everything. It's a giant-ass microwave, man. That it's, shit was yeah. expensive. There's no way. She has to make it worth it. Like, and she's... So he gets home, and he keeps, like, flashing, imagining killing her. And she's just like... She's like, look, I made chicken cordon blue in the microwave. Not sure how that works. Oh, um, and also, I mean, he was walking into his house, and there's the porn house next door yeah. that he just looks over and just naked people are walking past the window. Yeah, and then there's a guy dressed in like sexy lingerie, and then mm-hmm. he's like just closes the curtains. Yeah, but it's just weird. It's a running thing throughout the movie, and it ends up meaning absolutely nothing. Yes, um, it, like she. She's trying so fucking hard. Yeah, I feel it, bad for her, honestly. Like, she turns out the lights and tries to light some candles, and he's just like... <sighs> he's just shitting on her the he's entire like, time. Yeah, and, like, why is she putting up with it? She's like, you know, there are men who still, like, glance at me. And he was like, "Yeah, oh, they must be blind. Yeah, like, he, and she's like, maybe this mill will get you excited to do some other things, and... This guy just doesn't have any interest. He talks about it throughout this movie. He's like, I, I, he says he gave up sex at a certain point. So I don't know. Like, he's just, he's a miserable man. Yeah. He is just wanting to shit on all the joy that she has. She's trying. She's trying. So she's put up with his shit way longer than she should have. Yeah. But she gets mad and she actually calls him out on it. And I think she storms off. I can't remember. Um, we cut back to the construction site the next day, which is really just a scene to have swinging arm boob lady there, um, yeah. and for Phil or Roosevelt to make out with her. Um, see, I didn't know his name, so anytime I wrote him down in my notes, he's just cool cat. 
Because he's a cool cat. I, you know what? I feel like he would like that nickname. He probably would. Like, he probably he, calls himself Cool Cat. He, speaking of Saturday Night Live, later on, like he dresses like uh, those guys, like wild and crazy guys. <laughs> you know, he's got the hat and everything. So I don't know. He's a cool cat. And he sees her walking through. He sees his chance. So he starts hitting on her. Uh, with a lot of really bad sex innuendos. She's like, what are you guys building here? He's like, a skyscraper. You want to see it rise? Yeah, just not good. Yeah. She's Um, clearly there looking for sex, you know? like Because that's where she went to have sex the day before. Like That's her sex zone. So she's just looking for, like, whoever is there willing to have sex, she's just wanting to do it. Maybe that's where she used to have sex all the time before they started construction. She's <laughs> Maybe. like, will I still be able to have sex here afterwards? There's a whole backstory. Yeah, she wants to know like what it will be. That's why she asked. But uh, she sees this shirtless dude off in the distance lifting weight or uh, lifting like uh, beams. I don't know, like I heavy beam. shit. Yeah. Yeah, so she wants to go talk to him instead. Uh, and the guy's like, yeah, he's great. He's got a great personality. You want to meet him? So they walk over there, and she just, like, starts touching his chest. Which is, I mean, I'm glad to see the objectification go both ways. Yeah. Okay, this is... I don't understand what's happening. Like, are they trying to imply that he's gay? He's gay. Because I know later that it's a lot more overt, where he's yeah. like, you know, I love meat. Yeah, no, no. But, it's- like... This re- his reaction is definitely because they give him like the stereotypical accent that like gay people have, and just like immediately. What the fuck kind of sentence is that, Travis? Huh? You know what I'm talking about? Like where people like they'll like over like the way that they like announce things, like say things, like they like some gay men have a certain affectation. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, in my mind, I call it an accent. I don't know. But they gave him that, and then whenever she touches him, like, he freaks out. But I liked that this scene right here, like, the way that he freaks out. I think the guy that was playing Phil or Roosevelt or whatever, he, like, actually breaks character here because he starts busting out laughing, and he leaves the scene. Also, like... Again, this this movie's in-universe logic is that everybody wants sex all the time. So I guess in this instance where it's the wrong person coming up and touching, it has to be the same extreme version of the reaction. Instead of immediately like coming, he has to be like, I'm allergic to women. And he's like, go, go, go. Like, it's really weird. It's a really weird reaction. But I think, it's, I mean, it's it's meant to be played for laughs. I don't know. I think it's pretty funny, personally. Like, I don't think that there's anything bad about the scene. Is there? I Am just, I a bad person for enjoying this scene? Again, it's all so over the top in this movie. It's all heavy I don't satire. Think it's, like, it's not saying anything bad about anybody in this scenario. He's gay. He doesn't want to be touched by a woman, like, coming up and just touching him. I say She's, gay or straight, you shouldn't go around touching strangers, and you shouldn't be okay with strangers coming up and touching you. Well, she just had a random dude pinch her ass, and then she had sex. That's what she assumes. That's what I'm saying. It's this movie's in-universe logic. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't know. It's not bad. It's, it's just a fun scene. I, I, I enjoyed this. Um, Donald sharing his lunch with a dog at the same time. Yeah, because um, Cool Cat gets the girl and they start making it out. It's like, oh, I see you got some too. 
Um, God, we spent a lot more talking about that scene than I thought we would. I really thought we were just going to be like, yeah, we're back in the construction site anyway. Oh, well, I mean, what, what happens there, you know? <laughs> I, I think it's a fun scene, honestly. Um, Donald goes to the bar and falls asleep. Sam kicks him out. Doesn't want to hear it anymore. Um, when he gets home, he drives home drunk. Uh, the neighbor is outside with a very fluffy key cat. Oh, yeah. And um, Donald takes a low hanging pussy fruit. Uh, in that, he's like, oh, nice pussy you got there. Yeah, that was, it just kind of made me roll my eyes. I was like, oh, my God, that's just the lowest hanging fruit right there. Uh, he comes in drunk. He makes demands of getting a bologna sandwich in the garage. He's like, you have my order. And she's like, well, I made this food for you. I spent hours slaving over that microwave. <laughs> yeah, she says that. <laughs> yeah. And he calls it a deranged toaster, <laughs> which I love. These are hurtful words. <laughs> he goes into the kitchen. Gets a mouthful of water, comes back into the dining room, and spits into her food. It's gross. It's so rude, also. Yeah. Like, because clearly, like, she was eating, but eating slowly because he's home very late, obviously. And she was, like, trying to wait for him, trying to be, like, considerate, and, but hungry so she's eating little bites and instead of ruining his own food he ruins her yeah. food it's fucking rude dude sucks um, this is when he has his big tantrum yeah. he's like why do we have to have such a clean house because well, like, like earlier in the movie she was scolding him for not she didn't want him to dirty up the couch he's a construction worker yeah. he comes home dirty like i understand she just cleaned yeah just Change your pants real quick. Yeah, so neither goes, of us works jobs that involve us getting dirty, and the first thing we do when we come home is change. Yeah, like, exactly. And uh, so he goes and he gets the vacuum cleaner and just throws all the dust around the house, and then he just starts throwing pillows. You immediately said Talia, yeah, because Talia does this minus yeah. the vacuum part. When she Talia's throws throwing around. a ten, when Talia's throwing a tantrum because she wants attention and we're not giving it to her, she fucks up all of the pillows on the couch. I mean, she, and she does it because she knows it annoys me. This movie inspired Talia also. <laughs> Talia is secretly watching Tubi while we're yeah. at work. Um, well, okay, so then he decides he's going to pee on the carpet. My favorite thing about this is he is clearly supposed to be peeing. We get sound effects, but there's no stream. There's like absolutely nothing. Um, and she dumps his plate, she dumps her plate of food on his head with his spit and everything. Good for you, mm -hmm. May. Um, and says, fine, I will only feed myself from now on. She should have said this 15 goddamn years ago. They could have ended this a long time ago. If they, they I mean, yeah. If this is the thing that destroyed this marriage, there was a simple solution. Um, he responds very logically to this by strangling her and beating her to death with a pepper grinder. Yep. You know, as you do. Um, he he honestly is like the epitome of um, a lot of the man-child husband posters on Am I the Devil? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, this, there was this one guy would be on there. Yeah, there was one today where this guy was like, oh, my ex-wife won't tell me when my daughter's appointment, like won't send me reminder text messages of when my daughter's appointments are. Uh, she only sends them to me through the lawyer app blah 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 oh, and, or email and it's like so you have the information you just want to be texted reminders yeah he's like uh she's just being lazy and trying to make me look like a bad parent by not sending me a text message how much time could it take <laughs> <sighs> okay 
Um, so the next morning, he's hungover. He does not remember murdering her. Yeah. He's like, where the fuck is she? Like, where's my... He's still looking for his food, even yeah. though he doesn't want it. Yeah, he's like, May, I need breakfast. I'm going to be late for work. And then he sees his lunchbox is empty. And he's like, well, maybe there's some food in the microwave. And when he opens it up, he sees May. The, I, I love this shot because it's just her... She's obviously crouching in like a window. Yeah, they didn't even put any kind of like special effects makeup yeah. on her. Like we <laughs> we saw him take a pepper grinder to her head several times. Big but ass pe- yes, pepper grinder. It, more pepper than they could eat for the rest of their lives. Yeah. It's <laughs> so much pepper. They won that on like a game show years ago. A lifetime supply of pepper. Yeah, it, it's like it's insane. By the time they get to the end of that pepper grinder, like none of it's going to be fresh peppercorns anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he kind of freaks out a little bit. And he, has, he says that's the way she would have wanted to go, which is probably true. This is this. I think this is the point right here, basically, where the movie starts to break the fourth wall a lot because he starts looking at the camera and talking to the audience pretty much, and he like has this weird reaction. He's like. Yeah, it's and that's another one where I'm thinking it's, like a, it's he, a full on Scooby Doo moment. I'm, I'm thinking like, is this him just being a bad actor? Or is this him super hamming it up for this scene? I like to imagine that he went into every scene purposefully doing a shit job, and the director was like brilliant love it and like he, the he whole time him. he's trying to like troll the film and <laughs> the director's like no this is exactly what i was going for thank you oh sorry when you said troll the film i thought like troll to it like i'm gonna oh. troll to this bitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah troll two wasn't even out yet it also inspired troll too yeah, all right you got four um, things <laughs> so at work he eats a burger from the back of somebody's van whatever uh, co-workers are laughing that um, he's, his wife is going to kill him. And he goes, uh, actually, we're separating. So uh, I'm a new man. At home, uh, he's cutting May up and wrapping her up in tinfoil. Um, and he's dumping all of her meal preps into a trash can. Um, and like, there's one point where you see her hand. It's got a really pretty ring on it. Mm-hmm. He ramps it up and sticks it in the fridge, too. But it falls out. As he's rearranging some stuff, it falls into the trash can. That's important in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he wakes up in front of the TV. There, there is this scene is so fucking funny. I love this. He we only see his face and like the glow of the TV in front of him, and we hear what's happening. And it's like some interview with a criminologist, and they're like, "Warning, this is gonna be a fucking disturbing interview." Or some shit. Or some shit. <laughs> yeah. And. Every time the criminologist swears, like there's a the beeping sensor happens either before or after the swear, but never on the actual swear itself. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking brilliant. It's really good. This yeah, is yeah. an amazing scene. Um, but the criminologist is basically saying the only way to get away with a crime is by eating all traces of it. <laughs> so stupid. Which is what you think is going to happen. He's like, cool, I'll get away with murdering my wife by eating all of her. But that's not even what happens. That's why I thought he was putting her in the fridge in the first place. Yeah, no, I think he was just trying to store her body. And then um, so what happens is he hears the dog. 
Poor little dog is howling and he's sniffing yeah. at the garage door. It's do you like have a frowny smell. face? No, I didn't do a frowny face you here. Should've. I thought of This it, is the last I know. we get to see of the dog. I was, one good thing about this, I'm glad the dog didn't die. Because he did not seem to care for the dog and I was worried that the dog was going to be killed. I hope he just let the dog outside and the dog went and found a loving family. He, the dog's over at the porn house. Hang out with that pussy. Yeah. <laughs> um so he goes into the garage and he's like man i'm hungry and i'm sick because he didn't throw out all of may's food in the fridge there's still some stuff on the bottom shelf but instead of going to that he goes to this trash can and just pulls something out of the top this guy is so fucking weird Ah, so and he's like hmm this really isn't too bad Mm, i'm kind of surprised i like this and then when he unwraps it the rest of the way realizes it's her hand. Yep. So the next day at work, he is eating a long stick of meat. I don't know what the fuck body what part, part this is yeah, supposed to be. Yeah, that was my question. Like, did he just like strip? Like, it look the way that it's structured. It looks like ribs, but ribs aren't gonna be like two feet long. Yeah, it, it's weird. But he so he's over there eating it. Phil and um. Uh, fuck what Roosevelt. Them. Roosevelt, come over and like, oh man, let's. Uh, you're you're a new man. You got your own food. Let's try some of that. Cool cat's pants are unzipped. They are unzipped. Just dick out. Um, yep, he's free balling. No, he's not, he's free, not free balling. We can see that he's wearing tidy whities That's true. No, no free balls <laughs> here. <laughs> uh, but they all take a bite and they all love it. So basically, they want him to just keep bringing food for them all to eat uh, every lunchtime from here on out. Yep. Um, this is where we start seeing random snippets are going to be thrown out through the rest of the movie of him preparing different body parts. Hand kebab. I wrote fist kebab. Ooh. All right. <laughs> Here we go. So Sam refuses to listen to Donald's crying, but Donald's like, no, actually, I'm really happy to see you. Thanks for being here. Blah, blah, blah. That's And cool. yeah. Um, then this woman at the other side of the bar is like making faces at him. And we realize pretty quickly she's a sex worker because mm-hmm. of her interaction with Sam, where Sam ends up kicking her out. So Donald follows her. He feels bad that she got kicked out. He's like, it's not fair that you're getting kicked out just for being friendly to me. My boy has no idea that she is a sex worker. He is super oblivious. Um, and he says, you look so much better in the dark. And she's <laughs> like, I'm sure you do, too. Want to go find a darker place? Is that supposed to be a compliment? No. <laughs> To him, I mean, for him it was. Like, I think he genuinely meant that as a compliment. I'm sure he said it to May at many points in their marriage and just forgot that he hated her. Um, Her name, by the way, is DDD. She says, have you ever had sex in 3D? Ah! That's not a bad line. I think it's pretty good. That's pretty clever. Um, So they get to his house and he's just doing chores. Yeah, he's like putting it off. He doesn't want to have sex. And she's sitting on the couch in her underwear. Yeah. And it's like, first of all, maybe you wouldn't have this many chores to do if you hadn't gone on a little temper tantrum rampage. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And she's finally like, all right, I'm hungry. I'm going to go eat. And then he's like, uh no and so they have sex on the couch and he has this terrible 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 orgasm it's like and it's the last thing she sees because immediately afterwards he smothers her it's guttural screams basically grunts it's just so disturbing it yeah it's terrible i can't imagine 
it's just yeah i feel sorry for her i i hate that that was her last moment yeah or um, was it because he suffocates her and plops her on the table and we see her just breathing yeah obviously uh, bad acting but i think i like to imagine that she never actually died <laughs> um there's also like shots of these random statues in the house that look like they're judging him oh yeah <laughs> i love that um so the trio, Don and the boys, they uh they go harass some minimum wage workers at the drive through. And like Yeah, they give her like instructions like lift your shirt, stick your tongue out, um, do all this stupid shit. And a coke. And, and a coke. they just drive past the window and she's actually doing all of it, which feels very much like again, American Psycho, where I could see like you know, that flash where he has the ATM, like feed me a cat. Like, oh, yeah. did this actually happen? I don't think it really did. I think it's in his head. I don't know. I mean, this this world is so bizarre. I could see it being real because every the way that everybody operates in this world is so strange. Yeah, m- women just want to have sex with any man they're, who looks at them. They're just clearly. okay with yeah. like they're okay yeah. with harassment. They're like, okay, you say it, I will do it. Yeah, it's pretty much it. And gay men are terrified of women. Yeah. So that's this is the world we live in. Yep. Um, and anybody that's not a white American is a stereotype. Yes. Uh, so this is where we see the guy going through the trash and finding the hand and then using it as a crotch and back scratcher. Some porn music going on in the background. Yep. I love that. It's another diversion of your expectations, though, because you're like, oh, maybe the police, maybe it's going to turn into yeah. a police investigator. Nope. nope. <laughs> Just doesn't give a fuck. He's got a new back scratcher. Uh, cuts to Donald. He's in a store. He's looking for giant food containers to store his food. My man, cut the body parts smaller. I know, right? Like maybe not have two feet of ribs. You know, just I I don't understand. He like described it as like elephant size. Yeah, which. What? And this guy in the store that's running the store, like he gets mad at him and kicks him out. But then he has his own little thing where he is. He's talking to himself like he's freaking out. He's like almost kicking himself out of the store because he sees himself in a mirror. I have a theory that this is where they bought their giant pepper grinder. And so Donald Mm. was like, I can buy other giant kitchen supplies. Maybe. (laughs) You know what? You're probably right. Um. We just see him randomly cover a social uh, sex worker in, in lard. And <laughs> no, then it's make, mayonnaise. Is it's it a, mayonnaise? Yeah, because I'm immediately after the scene, like there's a big mayonnaise billboard. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, yeah, like he's she's laying on the table naked and she slathers her in mayonnaise and puts a giant piece of bread. Maybe he actually went back. He's like, look. Can I get some bread though? <laughs> the guy's like, okay, sure. I've got it's giant probably bread. leftover bread from his giant crab sandwich. <laughs> yeah, it could be. Um, so then he sees um, a performer, performance artist in the street. It's like dressed as a chicken. Yeah, and he's like, "How about you come eat with me?" And she's like, "I'm not that kind of woman." And then they go back to his house and they, suddenly she is yeah. that type of woman. She's like, "I didn't take you for a breast, man." Because you know she's a chicken, chicken breast. Yeah. Um. So they have sex, and he kills her. Then he goes to a psychiatrist who is asleep throughout the whole session, and he basically uh, confesses to all of what he's done, 
And then the psychiatrist is like, ah, like jerks awake. Ah, and he's like, French. ah, the French. <laughs> um, he jerks awake and he's like, yep, yeah, sounds all good. And then the guy was like, oh, really? It's okay that I'm like killing women, eating them, and that's the only way I can orgasm? And the psychiatrist is like, yep. No, he, he mistakes it because he's like, so it's not strange that like the only way I can get off is if I I also want to eat them. He's like, yes, oral sex is great. Like you know, it'll be great for everybody if that's what gets you going. He just thinks that he's talking about oral sex. Um, so he's cooking. He grasps his chest, but um, you know, he doesn't die in this moment. Yeah, it's like a mini heart attack. Maybe I don't know. Um, we find out later he's got a pacemaker and the pacemaker is acting up. Yeah. Uh, so he's putting more of uh, the body parts up in the fridge. And while he is, like, he moved May's head out of the way and it keeps moving around the house. Yeah, it falls out of the fridge. Yeah. And then this is when he gets a knock on the door. It's Evelyn, May's sister. She's really upset because she hasn't talked to May in several days. Um, I feel like it has to be more than several days. Yeah. The amount just, of killing he's done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he almost shows her May's head and then decides that he's going to do, you know, the old Ferris Bueller trick. <laughs> and just puts her in the bed and yeah. like, puts pillows under the blanket. Yeah. And so when Evelyn sees her, uh, she's like, oh, she looks really pale. And she goes to like check her forehead. Like, see, she's got a temperature or something. The head moves. And she's like, ah. All and right. So, so my man goes to the kitchen to get a weapon and he grabs a piece of bread. A baguette. Now, a baguette. I thought that he was about to bludgeon her with a fucking. That's what piece I thought was gonna happen too. Yeah, but no, he just goes in there, sneaks up from behind her. I don't even think he knew what he was gonna do because at first I think he tries to like slit her throat with it, but it, obviously, Brett, it's not gonna work. <laughs> so he's like, "All right, improvise, shoving it down the throat, and it's enough to suffocate her to where she passes out, but not kill her because yeah. he ties her up." He does. He has no interest in eating her, and yeah. he feels like he can't eat them without having sex first. Like it it's, it's a ritual thing for him. Or something. Yeah, but he like gags her with a piece of bread still, just so she can't be heard screaming. Yeah, um, and this is great because we'll see flashes of her through the rest of the movie, and the bread just gets moldier and moldier in her yeah. mouth. Yeah. Oh my god, it's so gross. Uh, so he goes to the doctor about his pacemaker, and this I, guy is playing darts with syringes. He's Doctor Nick from The Simpsons. He is, except he, his name is Vanderfool. Doctor Vanderfool. Uh, yeah, except the the nurse refers to him as Doctor Fool, and he goes, "No, it's Fool, Vanderfool." See, I didn't even catch that until you said <laughs> you, you just turned to me and said Vanderfool. <laughs> like, Whoa, mind blown. This is another one of those moments. It's a uh, definitely like. This reminds me of Basket Case, like the slimy doctor in Basket yeah. Case. Yeah. Like full of stereotypes, but they work in the humor in a way that you're like, should I laugh at this? But it's funny. It yeah. Wonderful. It was a it, funny moment. It's over the top, you know? Yeah. Um, we see a catering truck that says, let us cater your next pagan ritual. What the fuck Again, is this? We think it's going to be something important. Nope. Nope. Just a flash of this truck. All right, I wrote down what it says. It's um, Buona meets. Let us cater your next pagan ritual. That's it. Yes. Okay. But like he walks out of the van and he's got a pot and there's like a hand out of it too. So it's like another cannibal thing. I don't understand this. I th like it's just another throwaway like scene. Like they just filmed it and they're like, 
I mean, it's footage. Let's use it. I don't know what Buana means. I don't either. I feel like that's probably important to the joke. Probably. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Don't get it. So at work, they're talking about the different disappearances and um, all these women going missing. And he's like, well, at least uh, this guy, uh, you know, isn't racist because it looks like black woman was kidnapped most recently. And of course, Phil or Roosevelt, I don't know which one, makes joke about, oh, dark meat today. Yeah. Um, so he picks up a sex worker with a cute little key cat crop top that I want. And the cat, as quickly as it, the cat shirt, as quickly as it came, it's gone because she yeah. just like gets undressed and then he doesn't even have sex with her this yeah, time he, he walks just, in with a knife and a it's like hibachi yeah. set up and then he's like too many bones and i'm like does she what what do you mean does she have extra bones she I, had to have. i want to know this like he's cut enough women apart by now that he knows how many bones there should be she looks like so many of the other women that we've seen her or seen him kill like she must have had extra bones i don't know i can't I, yeah i wanted like are we going into like a different kind of horror movie like I was starting to think like, oh, is he starting? Is he gonna go for amputees now? Like, what the fuck is this? It's just weird. Too many bones. Um, so the next day at work, they're making fun of his dirty car. Apparently, some guy walks by his house every day and puts a joke of the day in the ground. Is that what that was? I thought that yeah. was him writing it on there. No, he said it's some guy does it. Um, it's um, fuck. Let me see here. Uh, what do you get when you cross an exorcist with a mobster? Beats the hell out of me. That's it. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, they talk their night's plan. They're all going to go out together. I paused the movie here, by the way, and there was seven minutes left. And I was like, what the fuck are they doing? They're not winding this shit down. Like, it's another day at the construction place. Hey, what's the plans for tonight? And they're like, oh, um, let's go to a wrestling show. There's lots of hot chicks there. Yeah. I, like... At this moment, you would have thought, oh, hey, the people next door have orgies. Do yeah. you want to go to an orgy? Like, Yeah, like, they seem to invite anybody. I have been, like, I fucking this girl next door all the time. I think that I can get us in. But nope, going to go watch some wrestling. And he's going to go get the food prepared for them. I don't want to repeat his joke, because even over the top, I don't feel good about it. But he, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's like Chinese food, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um... So that's the last we see of Donald because Phil and Roosevelt come Alive. In. Yeah. Phil and Roosevelt are knocking on the door. They're like, come on, man. We're losing time. And then they see him on the floor of the kitchen, dead. Mm-hmm. And then they walk up to the microwave, freak out because of all the body parts in there. And they're like, oh, man, I'm going to be sick. I'm going to be sick. And the camera just like slowly pans in on this label on the inside that says, caution, microwave may affect pacemakers. Don't you think that that should be well advertised? Well, I don't know what it was. I don't think it was necessarily that because it cuts to the next day and there are there's like a crew that's just getting everything out of there. And um, some guys were looking at the microwave and the wiring was all messed up. So apparently that played a part. It's like, this is a death trap for anybody with a pacemaker. Um, also, one of them finds Evelyn in the closet and doesn't do shit about it. Just closes She's like, hey, guys, door. come check this out. That's it. Yeah, and then it goes to May and the May's head in the fridge and her eyes glow, and then it cuts to credits, and that's it. Yeah. That's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. Um, 
I do have some interesting things about the credits here because I okay. go, I went back and looked at some of it. Okay. The way that it's done is nice because it is listed as like a menu. Okay. And it lists the people in order of consumption. Oh my god, that's kind of cool. It is, yeah. Um, it's like lay character, basically how they're all titled. Um, there are two. I'm assuming these are what the extras were called, but lay leftovers. Where um, there's three names here that I thought were funny. We have the person that plays Lay Shadow, who plays him. It says only he knows. I don't think they ever got his name. <laughs> uh, Lay Reader, his name Dick Nibbler. And Lay Dancer, so the dancer I'm assuming from. Uh, okay, Talia's freaking out. The dancer from the strip club I'm assuming, it's Allison, and then in parentheses Allison. <laughs> and that's a, and then there's a message saying the producers wish to express their thanks to micro uh, microwave ovens without which this movie would have taken much longer <laughs> so it's fun little credits there but yeah that's the end of the movie honestly honestly yeah i'm gonna bump it up to six and a half you're bumping it up to six, and a, up half. To six and a half okay um care to explain why i like it's just so absurd and like hearing that stuff with the credits, like uh, like they're in on the joke. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I it's. I wish it ended just at the little caution sign in the microwave. It should have. Um, but it was kind of nice to get the opposite of closure with Evelyn, like that she was yeah. still in the closet alive, but nothing was gonna happen. Yeah, to her. you don't. It it this movie just ends and i don't really think that they fully thought it through i don't know because it could have went in a completely different direction that made more sense like the porn house i think that that would have been way better uh so i'm i don't i don't know i don't think i'm gonna bump it i'm gonna keep mine at five okay it's i like it for its wackiness and it's you know it's just an it's a fun ride but at the same time like even I'm very forgiving of those things, but to an extent, like I'm going to just have issues. I have some issues with this. I think could have made this a much stronger film. So what, what change, what's one change you would make to bump up your score? Um, I think that I would have, I would have probably tightened up the, the script because like it just kind of, uh, meanders a bit. It does. And it just jumps around. There's a lot of just, just shots of things that don't make any sense. Nothing certainly comes into fruition. It's just, once he kills her, it's just a montage of him getting random sex workers, basically, and killing them. And there's no true resolution. He just dies because he has, like, the pacemaker and the microwave kills him, which, okay, like, it could have been more climactic. It could have, I, I just think it could have been better and i fully know what type of movie it was from the start i just think that they could have still done it in a better way okay so yeah um what was scout's favorite part i think scout's favorite part was whenever um probably something to do with the microwave because she likes the heat no Obviously, Scout's favorite part was when Evelyn gets tied up and put in the closet with bread in her mouth. Because, because she likes Ev closets. Because she likes closets and she likes the expectation of 
no expectations. Scout would love an instance where she is put into a closet and nobody expects her to move. She'd be like, yes, dream scenario. All right. That's that's totally true. <laughs> All right. Do we have a dream sequel for this? I... Uh, I want to see Air Fryer. Ooh, the Air Fryer Massacre. Air Fryer. Yeah. Dude, that's a good way to do... That is a great way to make a modern sequel to this. I 100% agree. I'm brilliant. You are. Hire us, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, cool. Well... Uh, do we have anything else? Did you get any internet review for this? Oh, um, yeah. We'll see. <laughs> Give me one second here. Okay. Okay. All right. Should we go with one that is of higher opinion, like a ten? Yeah, I think you could go either way with this, but let's hear let's hear somebody who has like, like true love for this movie. Love for this movie. Uh, okay. 10 out of 10. I've loved this film for years. A true classic. Poor Donald hates his wife's cooking, so he cooks her in the biggest microwave on the planet and accidentally (laughs) eats her. Finding he likes her good taste, he starts picking up hot chicks and baking and eating them. Jackie Vernon, voice of Frosty the Snowman, is the sexually perverted cannibal, played strictly for laughs. The humor is hilariously stupid and obviously done with a constant wink. Plenty of gratuitous nudity and cheesy effects. The 70s disco soundtrack, I think it's porn, <laughs> just adds to the good times. A uh, few scenes still make me laugh out loud. I have a couple of beers or whatever is your preference. Oh, wait. A couple of beers or whatever your preference can only add to the enjoyment. Just a whole lot of fun. Okay. That kind of speaks what you said. Yeah. Pretty much. Like, I mean, it is played for laughs. It's it's not meant to be taken seriously. I, I, I do I do have love for this movie. Um, first viewing, I'm probably a bit... I mean, I, I'm always going to view things through a somewhat critical lens. We are a movie review podcast yeah. um, at the end of the day. But Maybe yeah. sitting down and not taking notes and just enjoying the ride yeah. might be different. Which I think leads into... To and, be or not to be? Yes. If you're listening to this podcast and you know, like if your taste vibes with ours, I'd say yes. I would recommend this to somebody. Yes. And I I would rewatch this. I This is a movie that like in those first five minutes, those first insane five minutes, I was like, yes, we're going to have to watch this several times just to pick up <laughs> yeah. on all of the absurdities. I mean, and, and especially watching it without having to take notes and everything. I think there's a yeah. lot of things we'd catch and we'd be able to just like turn our brain off and enjoy the stupidity exactly of it all. i think that that's really important for this so if you're not taking notes and you just want to like put on a stupid movie and just you know watch some exploitation trash just this is it it's on tubi it's a short movie it's a short watch you know it gets the trick done fast. even the ad breaks were short for this movie yeah for real so i don't know and if you want to like get the full-on version of it arrow has that video like they have a whole release. I'm sure they have all kinds of crazy deep dive like background information on how this shit was made. So I don't know. But yeah. Check it out. All right. Um we're getting ready to record the episode for next week as well or this week, whatever you want to call it. Thursday. Um yeah. Which will actually be the start of September. Ooh. So we'll have that schedule out soon, but we're going to be covering Mayhem. It's a fun one. Definitely yeah. recommend watching it. It's also on Tubi. Also on Tubi and on Daddy Shutter. Mm-hmm. Um, you can watch the movie. You can watch the movie with commentary from Joe Lynch and Stephen Yen, or you can watch the last drive-in version of it. 
so, so many options. Lots, lots of options. So um, until then, bye. bye.